And we are back. Choo, choo, choo. Fork Buddies podcast plan. Yeah, man, it's been a long layoff. What's been going on? Not a lot, not a lot. We have had a little bit of a, a hiatus, haven't we? What's it been, like two weeks? Yeah, I think we should explain um, what happened. Yeah. So we tried to record, what was it? Two, two, Thursday, two Fridays ago? Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, we tried recording maybe four or five times, and the app kept dropping. So we're hoping that today everything's been fixed because I think they're on version like 3.0.4. So we're hoping all the bugs are fixed because I've read the form a few times, and they said other people were having the same problem, so we weren't the only ones. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was back and forth with uh... – a worker for the app named Brian. And then I just stopped responding to him. So yeah. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, Brian. I, I, I told him in an email that we would get back to him if uh, we tried again and had the same problem, but we keep him updated. So if anything happens this time, Brian, you'll definitely get an email from us. Right on, right on. So the last time that we were recording or trying to record, you started it out by uh, you wanted to acknowledge some people, correct? Yeah, I just think we want, I wanted to acknowledge the base of people that are listening to us after um, looking into it today, which we've been off for two weeks. We've still got people listening, new listeners. So definitely wanted to acknowledge them and thank them for uh, tuning in to us. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to look at the algorithms and stuff online on Anchor's website and see who's listening to what and how many averages we're how many how many total listens we've gotten and how many people are averaging on each podcast so definitely appreciate all of you and uh continue to listen because we're going to continue to put it out there yep about about on average how how many people listen per week so for the second and third episode that we put out which I think total, there's a few that we haven't actually put on the app because we had trouble getting the the podcast off the ground and uh, the echo problem and stuff like that. But um, the second and third podcast alone has gotten 30 plus downloads and 30 listens. And then this, our latest one, episode four, has gotten like 21 or 22. So for some reason, I feel like episode four was our best one yet. I liked episode four because it was actually our first food review. So it's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Truly. So really, same here. So we're back at it again today with another food, re- food review. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But, but also um, one thing from the pod that never was, you had a correction. I think it was uh, your wife's sister, Holly, found out for us that whiskey taco is not owned by tortilla factory it's owned by los agaves so yeah um shout out to holly my sister-in-law who went to school with some of the fellas that opened up whiskey taco and tortilla factory so here's how the family tree works with the these these couple chains that we've mentioned uh los agaves owners are the parents the sons branched out and opened up Tortilla Factory and then opened up uh, Whiskey Taco, which you referred to seeing the guy from Las Agaves 
at Whiskey Taco. So that would be the reason is that the sons are doing business now off of the parents' success. So that's why you see a few menu items that you're familiar with at both restaurants. And that's why I think the sons are a little bit more hip to knowing that they can charge a little bit more for a little more upscale stuff and people will come and buy it. So. Oh, they're definitely coming and buying, which, which just a quick side note. uh, We both, very randomly went to whiskey taco on the same night without telling each other we were going there. And, uh, I don't know about you, but my experience that night, I'm not going to change my rating of whiskey taco, but my experience that night was extraordinarily subpar. (laughs) Yeah. So, Yeah, again, we didn't know that we were both going to be there at the same time. I was meeting some friends, uh, Matt Henson and Chelsea Henson, for dinner with my wife. And you had a family outing, right? Yeah, my cousin wanted to meet up with us and and go bowling after we ate. So, yeah, I I was trying to avoid going to the bathroom because I'm uncomfortable in the... uh, that kind of setting where I went to high school with so many people in there and I kind of wanted to avoid everybody. So I did this awkward walk of shame to the bathroom with my girlfriend. And on the way back to my table, I spotted uh, Taylor and Flan moseyed over. Yeah. So I, I didn't have the same experience you did. I, I kept it simple, stupid and chose the same thing that I ate last time. (laughs) But I tried different tacos, and I found the banger of all banger for the actual the actual restaurant. Okay. And, and a side note is that I've been banging on a lot of like local restaurants around here because I'm 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 frustrated with them not knowing what their like signature item is. And I figured it out at Whiskey Taco because obviously, what's what are they going to name their number one taco taco on their menu? The Whiskey Taco. So I ordered it this time by happenstance i don't know why but dude it was killer it has a fried egg on it with some sort of sauce and steak and dude it was it was phenomenal so definitely anybody that goes to whiskey taco and you're into tacos which i think most people are um definitely order the whiskey taco is one of the three that you get sweet sweet i'll definitely be back but um man i just nothing was working for me that night nothing yeah, so let's get into that in the sense that it's going to carry us into our, our next food review. I want to, I want to, we, me and you had talked um, probably this week or last week about our rating system in general. Yeah. And uh, we both decided that it was probably subpar at best. And actually, the reason why it kind of came to my mind was, is that I was riding with a good friend of the podcast named uh, and Holstein had mentioned to me that he felt like this, the rating system was a little like, um, confusing. I guess, yeah, confusing and not decisive enough to let people actually know because we were rating on like a four point system or, you know, basically two forks up, two forks down, one fork up, one and a half fork, whatever, you know, we, we kind of confused yeah. how we really thought that didn't put a lot of thought into it. So then I started thinking about it and I fall, I, I try to stay up on the food world and in, in general. 
And there's a guy by the name of Dave Portnoy that runs Barstool Sports. And he does all these sorts of uh, pizza reviews in Manhattan and all over the country, really. And I started seeing how he was rating pizza after his review, which he does like a five to ten minute video every time. And he, he rates on a scale from one to ten, but use, but loves the decimal point. And for me, I felt like that's it. That's got to be us. Like, let's take a page out of his right. book. I love the decimal point as well. It's, it's, it's critical to conveying the little subtleties of. It, it very much so is. And then, like, how I've, I've seen so many of his reviews. I mean, if you got on YouTube right now, you could watch for a solid like three hours just review after review after review because for people that don't know there's a lot of pizza joints in new york city like a lot like every corner every block (laughs) it's insane so the guy's literally going through manhattan and just hitting them all and i don't i'm assuming he's done and he's moved to brooklyn or he's moved to the lower east side or whatever i have no idea but like he's just chugging through all of them anyways the point system works as such that obviously it's a rating one through 10. And then if you want to get crazy, it's with a decimal point. And I've watched so many that I kind of know the nuances of what, how he's rating stuff. So like anything from like six, anything from six below is something that you would eat, probably not eat again. And you're definitely not recommending it to your friends. Um, so that's pretty much average. And then obviously anything lower than like a, a three or two, obviously that's really bad. Yeah. You never, you never would recommend it. And then anything like seven's like average. And then anything eight and above is just like, whoa, never seen a 10. Never. I don't even know if I've seen a nine. So like, let's go ahead for the the viewers that have listened to all the podcasts. Let them know like our nine and 10 is going to be like the favorite meal that we talked about in episode two. Oh, yeah. So let's keep it with that. And then let's circle this thing all the way back. If you had to rate whiskey taco, throw our old race system out. What are you giving whiskey taco? I'm going with a solid 7.2. So you're definitely going there again and you're recommending to the people. Yes, but I do have reservations about the place. I'm not I'm not confident that in the long term they're going to meet up to my expectations of what I think they should do to improve. Right. Um, right. So you so your 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 food your your food experience with them is what, such that you had a good one with me, and a subpar, even maybe bad one without me. Yep. And you definitely chose two different menu items because we discussed the menu item that you chose this past time that was just absolutely garbage. <laughs> you know, you know what? Um, just getting right into it. What I got uh, this last time was, I don't I don't even know what it was called. It, it was a long name two-word name but it was under the vegetarian option and I, I made a joke when i saw you guys i was like i quoted uh jules winfield from pulp fiction i said well you know i usually can't uh get me my girlfriend's a vegetarian pretty much makes me a vegetarian which you know what there is a little truth in that but but i ordered this just because i thought it sounded good and boy, was I wrong. It, it was sort of like uh, fajita ingredients. Yeah. But it came in this little volcanic pot. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it to you other than just like this little gray bowl. 
and like the contents on the inside were mushy and boiling because it was so hot. And then you got your, your three little taco shells and then the fixings, as my mom would say. But uh, it had cactus in it, like two big cactus leaves that were basically heated down to the point where it kind of had the consistency of, oh, I don't know, asparagus, grilled asparagus maybe. <laughs> um, and it was disgusting. It was just disgusting. It, it was so sour. I don't know what the the acidity to it was that made it that sour, but it was just, it, it sucked. Sucked. Don't ever get cactus at Whiskey Taco. Yeah, and I think my famous line back to you was that you laughed hysterically at was is that didn't you learn <laughs> didn't you learn from Jackass and Steve O's event when he ate a whole cactus? A whole you, cactus? <laughs> well, I was explaining uh to Flan the next morning. I sent him a picture of what I got. And I think your response was like just just plain simple, one word, gross. And then uh, you said, who, who gets cactus or who, who have you ever heard of to, to eat cactus? And I, I think my response was, oh, I was going to be the first flan, but <laughs> uh, that, you know, never again. You said Steve-O eats cactus. That should tell you enough. I said, I, I, <laughs> this day, I've never had anybody run up on me and be like, hey, hey, flan, hey, flan, you got to have that cactus, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. Like never once, never will happen. Because obviously now we know it to be factual, but like no one's no one's out there just clamoring, just beating the walls down for people to come out and be like, "Hey, you gotta try this cactus over here!" Like that's it's not happening, bro. So. Now maybe maybe there is someone out there that knows the proper way to fix up a cactus to eat, but yeah, yeah, I like, don't think whiskey taco is there yet. No, yeah, it's like David Chang or some like professional cook, like yeah, def, not definitely not whiskey taco. Definitely not. Definitely not. But okay. so you went. You went with a solid seven point two. Yes. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right along inside the guidelines with you, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna bump it up four point four points and go with a seven point six. Okay. And I'm. I'm holding firm there because I feel like here's the thing. For your experiences and my experiences, we've both been in that place twice. You've stepped out a little bit, and then you've been in your comfort zone in there. I've been in my comfort. zone. And I can tell you this, my comfort zone is very comfortable. I'm warm there. I know what I'm getting. It's consistent. And I'm staying right there. I ain't branching out. Anytime I go there, I'm a sucker for a corn tortilla. I said it last time. And I'm I'm sticking to it. Yeah. It's corn corn tacos. Mix it up a little bit here and there because they got a bevy of options. I'm going to get me a nice cold uh, Modelo on draft. Have some chips and salsa. And call it a night, and I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. That's just how it is. Seven point six. I stand by it. Solid. So, yeah. Let's. So now we got the new rating system kicked in. Everybody kind of knows where we're coming with that. Let's into our our last review, which is Rio de Grill. Rio <laughs> de Grill. You want to you want to kick this one off, or you want or you want me to? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I have a lot of feelings and thoughts here. Um, yeah, so let's 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 do this the right way. Let's go ahead and let's let everybody know what 
Rio de Grill is and where it's at and when we ate there. All right. We we ate there what? It was two, three Fridays ago. Because I feel like we went back to back to back there for a minute. I feel like it was on like March 23rd or February 23rd. Yeah, it was definitely February. Um, Okay. That was February 23rd when we hit it. And I think they've only been open since like around maybe October, November, because it is the, for anybody who doesn't know, it's over on like 36th Street in Canal City or 35th Street, one of the two. And um, it's right off the bridge. And um, there's been, there's been Shoney's started there, then went out of business. And then I think the next restaurant that went in there was called Booms. And now it is Rio de Grill. Booms. Man, I was trying to think of the name of that restaurant. It had some stupid name. Was it Booms? I think it was. Yes, that was Booms. It looked like a family style restaurant from the signage. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in there, but never went. I mean, we've already given a, a pretty good preface to the experience just by saying it used to be a Shoney's. So, <laughs> yeah. So let yeah that that that's a good that's a good carry on to this point. Um, we went there. We walked in. It was later in the evening, so let's let's cut them a little bit of slack. Maybe we didn't eat at the right time because there really wasn't anybody in there. Well, what time was it? It was like seven thirty or eight. Yeah, it was rather later because. Uh, we had waited. We wait, we waited on my wife to get off work, and then I think you just chose seven for whatever reason, and we just went at seven. And you had you hadn't eat all eaten all day, really. You said you were starving. Yeah, I was hungry. I was. So, you know what? Uh, I was a little bit dismayed when we were walking through the door because if you remember, something caught my eye, and I made you look at it, and. Sitting right outside of the front door, I mean, this really has no bearing on my rating of the restaurant, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. Uh, there was a woman sitting in her car, texting or something, playing on her phone. The only seat that you could sit in in this car was the driver's seat because <laughs> it was an episode of TLC hoarding. In the restaurant, yeah. I'm talking trash from the floor to the ceiling, floorboard to the ceiling. And she had either just got done eating there or was waking, making her way in. But I'm pretty sure she had just got done. Yeah, because I didn't see her come in. So, don't you think that tells you a lot about restaurants, anyways? Is about the people that go to these sort of restaurants yes. or anything? Yes, it lets you know right away, like what kind of what kind of experience you're really getting into. Just scoping out the room once will let you know what. What what experience are you about to get? Into? I immediately heard like scary movie organ music when I saw that woman <laughs> in her car as we were walking in the front door. Yeah, definitely because it was just it was a, it was a scene out of a horror film going yeah. in there. I gotta be like it gets me, it takes me right to the decor and it's a it's a lot of why I think restaurants fail is because they don't let you know who they are through talking through the walls or the floor. Man, good when call. Been there. When we walked in there, dude, it felt like it was a basically a renovated Shoney's. And all they had done was painted the walls and put everything back in place and maybe bought some stuff on sale at freaking Michael's or something. Yeah, credit <laughs> to Taylor because she picked up immediately. Here we are in, in the, ending the month of February, and they have a pumpkin on top of their salad bar. They had uh, 
something else. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was totally, totally out of character and out of place. But literally something that you could pick up off of a four dollars for sale basket and just throw up on the wall. Yeah, and I was. You know that that doesn't that doesn't lend itself to your customers saying, "Hey, we really care about this place." It's just like, "No, nah, we needed something to fill that space, so we're going to put a pumpkin there." Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I didn't I didn't get anything off of the salad bar. Um, we'll get to that in a second because you and Taylor both went up to the salad bar almost immediately, but um, I felt a very awkward vibe from our waitress and from the i don't know if you call them waiters or cooks yeah whatever the hell they were i don't know but i felt like the the personalities of the restaurant were pretty awkward yeah because we stood at the front for a minute waiting and then she walked up and then took us to our booth which you mind you it's seven o'clock and the um restaurant's not full not even close to full. i would say empty empty and there's a birthday party going in the back with a hooker and then <laughs> we can, we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> but like yeah so whatever was going on over there was going on over there and then we i felt like we were the only one in our booth section and then I don't know what was happening on in the other part of the restaurant besides, but there was a, there's a wall there with maybe like a lookout through like the, the old school booths where you can like, like, you know, you know, the old school booths at like Bob Evans where you can look a little, you can peek up your head and still see the other person on the other side and the other booth. Yeah. That's kind of like, so it was, it, it's so reminiscent of a freaking Shoney's or a Bob Evans. It's just not even funny. So it doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even have the feel like of a Texas brazilian steakhouse or even a brazilian steakhouse for that i did not feel like i was in brazil so let me so yeah let's go with that because that feeling alone now you you personally have never been have you ever been in one of those before like a fogo de chow or a texas day brazil nope this was a first time for me okay so i've been in the i want to say it's probably the cadillac across the country it's called fogo de chow and it is a chain Brazilian steakhouse, and it's mostly located in bigger cities, normally in downtown areas. So I've been, and literally I was telling you on the way to to, to Rio de Grill that I hope the salad, bar, the salad bar will let us know right away if this place is good or not. Because Fogo de Chao, I would go there just to eat their salad bar because they literally have every option on there to go along with the meat that they're providing. I mean, anything you can think of, it's on there, cold, hot, whatever, like anything. And we rolled in there and I saw right away, I knew right away. I looked at that. I looked at that Shoney style (laughs) bar and I was like, there is no way there's anything edible on that thing. And when I walked up to it, I couldn't have been even more disappointed because it was like, they weren't even trying. It was like, you, you guys aren't even offering any quality sides here. Like, man, so that must be you why get, you loaded up on the crab. I had to, I told you when you were eating, I was like, dude, how are you still standing all that protein? And <laughs> dude, you got to break it up. Like you cannot just continue to eat steak after steak, after chicken, after sausage, after sausage. It, you gotta, you gotta mix in something else. You need some contrast. 
Yeah. In in hindsight, I made a poor move there. Well, let's circle it back because here's what here was my overall point to that. <coughs> I've been in the top shelf of when it comes to these Brazilian steakhouses. My wife had been in one too, I believe. A long, long time ago. You hadn't, so you were a little bit new to the, the, the scene. And that goes along to your experience as well because you didn't really know what you were in store for other than they were just going to continue to bring out the meat. And even when we were sitting there waiting after getting our drink orders, we were waiting on what was about to happen. I don't even feel like the woman gave us a good explanation of what was about to happen. Now, when you're at Fogo Day Child, literally they talk to you for like 20 minutes prior to your meal to let you know how everything is going to go. Like they don't leave it. They don't leave anything to the, the imagination on your experience. They, they lay it out. Gosh, you. can you imagine the anticipation? I mean, you can imagine cause you've, you've done it, but if it were me and I'm sitting there getting a lesson on, on what's about to happen, the anticipation is going to start killing me. I'm going to be like, man, this is about to be the most epic meal of my life. I'm getting tutored on how I'm going to eat this food. So it's, it's about to be incredible. But it's a part it's a part of the experience that cannot be left out because when you don't when you've never been in a rest, an establishment like that, you don't know what to expect. So when the 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 business comes over and lays it out to you, this is what you do and this is how you do it, you get more excited about it because you feel like you're about to partake in an, an event. Right. Now you know, I, we- I knew just uh very generally what was about to happen. For everybody listening that has no clue how Brazilian steakhouses work, it's it's all you can eat meat, more or less. And you have like this little red light, green light looking cube type thing. I don't I don't know what it is. And when when you want more meat, when you're ready for meat, you have it sitting on your table in the green position up. So they know green light, you're good, here it comes, so on and so forth. When you're full or you want to take a break for a while, you flip it over to red and they pass you by. Yes. And in a, in a, in the, in the, in the pros, not, we were in the, we were in instructional league here at Rio de grill, but in the pros, it is an actual saucer that is meant for everyone at their table individually here in the instructional league, they give you a little saucer. So if you turn it over, that might not mean that I'm done or my wife's done and vice versa. So that guy didn't know. So he just kept on coming back. And I'm like, well, this is like we were acting as a collective whole. But in all reality, in the pros, you're you're on your own. So you have the liberty of flipping it to red or green yourself. You're not acting as the table. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So- that's a rookie that's a rookie move in itself that the restaurant didn't understand enough to give us three separate things to have us turn red or green they just gave us one i think it's part particularly because they're lazy in my from the service it just felt lazy because you know they had more than more than those those little wooden knobs back there and they only gave us one yeah so that's a major gripe of mine two is that like there was no explanation that the, basically the salad bar was all yours as well. So we basically sat down and I think she did maybe mention or gesture over to the salad bar, but no one was like, Oh yeah, I got to get up and go get the salad bar. Partly because we walked by it and we saw how lame it was anyway. <laughs> like it was absolutely atrocious. It looked like 
It looked like uh, your run-of-the-mill school cafeteria salad bar. Like, not much better than that. Yikes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be harsh here. Like, I, you, I'm really upset with this experience. It's one of the worst that I've had in probably since I've been in – I can formally say that I've been in the food, a.k.a. that I've really took an interest to this. It's one of the worst experiences I've had was that night. And it's going to reflect in the rating, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. There was so, there was humor though. Oh yeah, I mean I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy the company. Oh yeah, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not... Yeah. Oh come on, Flynn, you dick. <laughs> no, I, it was funny because it was pretty bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like well, that, that that in itself. Like I'm glad that I like. Here's the thing. Like even if we're going to go out and venture out and do these food reviews and go to places that we've never been before, obviously I know they're not all going to be winners. Okay, they they in the famous immortal words from the True Serum podcast, my buddy Chris Holstein, he says it the, his best. They can't all be winners. And look, Rio de Grill's not a winner. And honestly, I don't wish I ill will on their restaurant or by any means, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I've been I've been in the pros, and I feel like they're way down in the minors in the instructional league. And they got a long way to go. And if it changes, good for them. Hell, they might get me back. But right now, I'm they're not getting another dime from me. It's but. it was such a humbling experience. I I would imagine that for you it's the equivalent of of spending a couple of days at Disney World and then going to Camden Park. That's that, that's what I'm a, equating it to. That's a great analogy. It pretty much sums it up. But we, I want to I give it its just due in the review. I don't want to just bash it the whole time. I yeah. mean, obviously, that might happen. But at the same time, like, I want to give it its review. Decor, they failed. It's a failed rating, 100% across the board. And here's what I find funny. Um, okay, so we both know from researching restaurants in the local area, if you hop in and put some of these restaurants' names in Google – it's laughable to read some of these YouTube or not YouTube, but Google reviews. Mm-hmm. People are like literally like talking these places up. And I'm not so sure it's not the restaurants creating aliases to do four and five star reviews or whatever. But that's another topic for another day. It has and been done before. Of, of course. So there is a prominent food guy prior to us that laid the groundwork, but did it in a different form. His name is Stephen Keith and he writes for the Gazette and he is a.k.a the food guy. And I'm not kidding when I say I'm reading this review from November 8th, 2016. And so maybe this restaurant's been here longer than what I anticipated. So maybe it's done well in the past and now it's kind of tailing off towards the back end. Wait, wait, wait. you're reading a review that the food guy wrote about Rio de Grill? Yes. Okay. And I have to say, man, some of the things that this guy has pointed out in here, are just laughable. And from my experience to his, like I have no idea how he on earth, there is one sentence, there's two sentences and this, and this we're going to, let's get, let's skip by the decor. Cause I think we both fail it across. Yeah. The board. It's an, um, let's get into the food. And I've already hit on the, the salad bar, which is a key component in any rest, any Brazilian steak, re- steakhouse restaurant anyways. Okay. So they fail there in my opinion, because they don't give you enough options, number one, to clean your palate from all the protein and salt and garlic and whatever. And and I feel like, for some reason, didn't they have uh, 
I don't know what you call them. Those little, um, like the warming trays with the lids on it. And then inside was more heavy stuff like potatoes. Yes. So that I'm not, I don't have a problem with if it's done right, but it literally was like a bad catering business, warming food in front of me. I'm like, you guys can't make that in the back and bring it out Yeah. and put it on the bar. And then if it goes, whatever, you just swap it back out. It's like, it's like they're trying to cut down on food costs because they don't want to be wasteful. But at the same time, you're not providing any sort of freshness, man. So literally I'm not going to open that tray at seven o'clock at night and be like, Oh, I bet that's good. You know what I mean? Because that thing, yeah. long it's been sitting there. I mean, come on. It's just I'd say quite a while. It doesn't make any sense. But anyways, so back to my Stephen, um, Stephen Key. He has a sentence in here that is, to me, it was the most. It's the most laughable sentence of the entire review. Yes. The 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 Italian and Bahama Mama smoked sausages are solid, savory, salty, and delicious. Listen, liar. Listen, Stephen. I've had a lot of sausage in my life. I can promise you, for a, a out of without a shadow of a doubt. I know that, what you're going to say. That sausage <laughs> is not sausage. That is a freaking hot dog, and I will I will put it up against the best taste testers in the freaking world. You fly them in. I'm doing taste testing because I can guarantee you that is not sausage. That is a hot dog. You think Oscar Mayer, maybe? Uh, dude, Oscar Mayer with a little bit of uh, what you you name the mix, and it's on there. And <laughs> dude, you know you know as well as I do, they give you a sp- spicy option and a, a normal option. Not there wasn't a bit of spice on any of that. Yeah, it was it was pathetic. And you know why it's not spicy? Because they didn't have the spices actually in the casing because it's a freaking hot dog and it's not a sausage. So stop lying to people, man. Stop lying to people. There's nothing savory. There's nothing salty. There's nothing delicious about that. It's a freaking hot dog. And yeah. They're charging you 20-some bucks for that, 25 bucks for a hot dog. So Jerks. St- stop, man. That's just ridiculous. And then let's go on to the next sentence. The pork ribs have been pretty good. Dude, how, how long did it take him for to cut those pork ribs off for you? Honestly. I'm not sure. I think I've purged that from my memory. It was awkward. Do you remember how literally he had to cut like both sides like three times to get a pork rib off of there because they were so tough? Yeah, well, I mean, I I remember eating them more than I do uh, him cutting it, and they weren't good. They were not good at all. And I've had some pretty decent ribs in my day. Um, these were teeny, teeny, tiny, and there was hardly any meat on them at all. So that coupled with the fact that they were like basted in some kind of extraordinarily sticky sauce. Just, ew. Look, if I had to bet my savings account on where these people get their meat from, I bet I bet any amount of money you can find them at Sam's on a Wednesday buying a truckload of meat. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's not the, it's not the good quality Sam's meat that most people buy. It's the run of the mill lower end where they can make a buck on meat. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So with that being said, obviously the sausage isn't sausage. 
the pork ribs. It took an hour to cut off the stick. Here's my other great. So in the pros, when they, they talk to you prior to your eating event, they tell you whatever cut of meat you want, request that cut of meat and then let them know at what temperature you want it at. So if you're getting a cut of, uh, let's say, uh, filet mignon, it comes to the table, you're like, ah, I'd like to have that medium rare. They cut it off at the medium rare part, or they cut it off at the medium or the well done part. And then with your little tongs, you grab it from them and you put it on your plate and you enjoy it. Old dude at Rio de Grill did not care about what you wanted when it comes to temperature at all. It was just basically, you want this, cut it off. Don't even worry about your tongs. I'll put it on the plate for you. Like Good call. So I'm, I'm, that is very true. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what if I want medium rare? What if I don't want well done? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And there was a, there was another time as well where he came out. I was the only one still eating. You and Taylor, <laughs> I think you had had your fill or were disgusted or both. I don't know. And he, he comes over and he says, uh, do you want anything else? And I said, yeah. And he was like, anything in particular? And I, at least I think that's what he said. And I, I, yeah. I kind of fumbled with an answer because I couldn't really understand him because why he wasn't Brazilian, he was Asian, but that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> so, that's something to, I mean, they all were not that that's a really a bad thing, but you're kind of, not selling your brand very well, you know? No. And here's the thing with about being again, back to the difference between being in the pros and the instructional league, they explain that to you at, as well at, at um, Fogo de Chow, where they tell you, if you like a certain style, then let your person know, bring it over that. That's what, you, that's what you kind of want. Yeah. So let your waiter know this guy literally was, I felt like he was at, until that last table came in of four that set to the right of us. He just kept coming back. He did. And I'm like, he did. I'm like, dude, go down. I can't eat all of this. Like, relax, man. Well, yeah. And when I, when he asked me if whatever it was he asked me, and I kind of fumbled with an answer, he was impatient and he was like, everything. And I, and I shook my head, yeah. And (laughs) then when he walked away, I looked at you guys and I was like, uh, did I just tell him to bring me everything again? Like and the thought of that almost made me want to vomit because it was towards the end and I was getting full anyway. But it's so confusing. It was it was very very confusing and literally I don't even think we got the pick of the litter when it came to meat. I think we had ate so late there that literally they had run out of most of the stuff and they were just cooking up the things that were left over from that day that they were going to make. Because in the in reference to the food guy. He, he points out the picana, and it's some sort of beef topside sirloin steak, I guess. I don't know. But literally, I, we didn't we didn't get no such such thing, no such service as that. I didn't even see that offered. Yeah, I didn't either. And I wanted it, too, because and it I, sounded- I think you, you and my wife had settled on the best one being the lamb or the – I think it was the lamb. You guys both liked the lamb a lot. I thought of all the ones that got brought out, that was probably the best, too. Really, I didn't think it was the best. Um, it was – I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It was good. I would eat it again, but um, I can't even remember what I thought the best one was. That's how 
I thought you had you had anointed the sirloin with like garlic on it as one of the better ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, didn't I? And then I can't I can't remember if that was different from the uh, like if he had prime rib as well. He might have no, not prime rib. That's not what I meant. Yeah, he did. He had prime rib. You're okay, right. Maybe maybe it was that. I might have thought that was pretty tasty, but man, overall, I've... what a disappointment. It was really bad. So the food was bad. The service, I think we kind of harped on it. I mean, literally, I didn't feel like I felt like we were we were like the last of the litter that came in that day and everybody wanted to go home. So they were just trying to get us out of there. Yeah. So all in all, man, like to wrap it up, like I, I, I'm telling you, hop on the Google West Virginia Gazette mail food guy review of Rio de Grill. And some of the things this guy says, man, it's just laughable. But that was two years ago. So maybe since then, like maybe when they started out, they started out hot out of the gate. But since then, it's just been like all downhill from there. But I mean, this guy is literally talking it up, telling it's decorated nice, offers excellent service. Restaurant is clean. Dude, I went to the bathroom. There's nothing clean about the bathroom. (laughs) Nothing about the salad bar from what I saw. Didn't see anybody with a rag in their hand or anybody mopping. So like, I, I have no idea what, where this review comes from. And I'd be, I would hope that he would go back now after a couple of years of not doing it and write a new review because people need to know, like, it's not a good restaurant. And I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if they put a little money in Steve's pocket or what, <laughs> but like, Hey man, like, you're doing you're doing the people at Charleston a disservice by writing such a good review about such a crappy place. Well, you know what that that kind of raises an interesting point because I've read the food guy's reviews on certain restaurants before. Um, one of his most recent ones is about an Italian place in Bell. I can't remember the name of. It. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? It, yeah, it's it's not it's not Bellasinos. It's something else. Yeah, but it starts. It's like Bella Simo. Yeah, it's something like that. But something like that. He, yeah. Okay, my mom read it and recommended it to me. And um, my mom does the same thing, by the way. But go that's ahead. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, and, and I looked it up on Google just to get a little more familiar with it. And I think even in his review, he, he commented that uh, it's like a very humble restaurant but it's some of the best Italian food he's ever had. <laughs> and when I, when I say humble restaurant, I'm talking like a gravel parking lot. Uh, the seats on the inside, like the tables and chairs, they're like, I don't know how to describe it. Those brown, for the like the padded chairs that are brown and they're, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah, yeah. I I feel like you find them in one certain place all the time. And I can't think of what that kind of place is, but you know, what the kind of chairs I'm talking about and the tables, they kind of look like um, the big fold out tables. Like it just looks like, I'm sorry, whatever the name of this place is, but your restaurant looks like crap and the food, yeah. the food didn't look good in the Google images either. So I'm not real sure what this guy, like what his history is, being a food critic because you and I we've we've traveled somewhat extensively you definitely more than myself um 
but I've been to some of the biggest cities in the country and, and have tried a lot of different kinds of food. I'm wondering about this dude because he raved about sushi garden, which that was actually um, the alternate for the evening that we went to Rio de grill and we probably should have gone there. But uh, you know, when I first went, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. And of course I'd had ramen before, but it had been so long and I don't eat it that often because there just isn't anywhere around here that offers it. I forgot about the importance of the egg in the ramen. That runny yolk is what you want. And at, at sushi garden, it is not, it's like a hard boiled egg, just tossed in the ramen. And yeah. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Steven, I actually just got off his article because I've been Googling other stuff since you've been mentioning some things. Um, mm-hmm. Steven, Steven, I can't think of his last name, but anyways. Yeah. What, uh, what's your, what's it, your story, Steven? I think let's just refer to him as Steven. That's good. <coughs> Excuse me. I think what Steven's trying to do is he's trying to prop these restaurants up so people will go to them. And I think he doesn't want to be entirely um, too brutally honest with people because I think he wants to see a little com- commerce get spread around. But I'm here to tell you, Stephen, that does itself that, that in itself does its own thing. Like if, if you continue to turn out a good product, people will talk about that product. People will tell their friends and their family and people will go to that establishment to get that product. That's right. That's that's how it works. You don't have to you don't have to give everybody a decent review. You can give people scathing reviews. It's it's just fine. It'll actually, in turn, maybe make that restaurant try harder, instead of falling into complacency like most restaurants do in the in the surrounding area. So please be honest with people that you're writing to, because obviously the older generation still reads your stuff, and they pass it to the newer generation, i.e., our moms tell us where to go <laughs> in most aspects, and we go. And I'm here to tell you, Stephen, you're far off on Fogo or uh, Rio de um, Brazil or whatever, Rio de Grill. And the, I'm looking at this Bella Simo pizza in DuPont, DuPont or Bell, Bell, West Virginia. It's on DuPont Avenue. It looks like run the mill pizza. If it's good, good. Will the people find out about it? I've heard a lot about it in the past couple of days. If you're a new restaurant, here's here's the thing, guys. If you're a new restaurant in the, in the area, people are going to hear about you. You know why? Because people get tired of going to the same restaurants, i.e. chains. So if you're coming out of the gate, you better come out of the gate swinging. And you better be putting out a decent product. And you better not, you better be, you better know what you're doing. And like, like you say, if there's nothing on Google that is showing a solid picture of your food for this Bellissimo pizza, you're missing the point. You live in a social media era where people take pictures all the time. Everybody's a photographer. So if you're taking bad, poor pictures of your food, that's on you. People aren't going to come. And if they do come, you better serve them a quality product because they're not going to come back, i.e. what's happened to Rio de Grill. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you also made another point when you were, when you went on your rant after my, or before that rant, and you said the reason why we didn't go to um, Asian Garden or whatever that restaurant's called for sushi is because I had a horrible experience on Monday with Su Thai Sushi. Like oh, yeah. one of the worst <laughs> service experiences ever. And let me, I'm here to tell you, I've been to Sutai now four times. 
the first two times me and my wife went, which was IE probably 2016, it was phenomenal. It was one of the better sushi places, if not the best sushi place in the area. I was there, I think. And, Wasn't I there? Yeah, you've, you've went with us once, and then I think prior to that, we went on some sort of date night and went there. And then we moved, and then we came back. And the only reason why we went back is because of Taylor's Taylor's aunt's son's birthday party. And those two eat there for, like, special occasions. We go. I'm telling you, it was some of the worst service ever on top of. I don't know who was making the food in the back. It was just – it was atrocious. And it was a Monday night, and we were in there for, like, two and a half hours. So, Sutai, here's your rating score. And we're not going to waste our time. I'm not even going to waste my time taking you back there. You're getting a 2.1. Ooh. And you're, you're lucky even with that. You're that you're only getting a 2.1 from my first two experiences in 2016. Oh. Like, I, I could go lower than you that. You just That's nuked them. Nuked them. Take that. Sutai, you're awful. I wouldn't, I'm never recommending. I'm never even mentioning your name after this podcast. If I ever talk about sushi again, it's not going to be because of you. You're done. You're out. Two point one. That's final. Gosh, I feel like I'm I'm listening to Flan berate a, a girlfriend for cheating on him. You're done. Not, <laughs> done. not even worth mentioning your name, scum. Yo, yo, scumbag. You're out of here. <laughs> Pack your stuff up. You stuff. You're lucky your stuff's not on the front lawn right now. Sweet. Like, that was savage. But, well, yeah. So but, hang on. We we've we've gotten a little bit like we're we stemmed off of. Uh, the food guy talking about Rio de grill. I have some very quick, succinct complaints about Rio de grill, and then we can move into, to our ratings for it. If you'd like. Yeah, please. Let's, let's, let's move this. along. All right. So <clears throat> complaint numero uno is probably that, uh, our waiter guy, I don't know what you call it. Cause we had a waitress who took care of our drinks and, like plates and stuff but then we had this dude coming around with the meat he didn't he did not care at all whether the little indicator was on green or red because you and you and taylor were kind of uh struggling at some points to finish everything that had been laid on your plate and yeah i was just putting it down like it was nothing and hammer and he just kept I would take, I would take a bite, you know, eat what was on my plate, and then here he'd come, like thirty seconds later. He must have, he must literally have been bringing out food to our table, taking what he had back in the kitchen, picking up something else, and then bringing it right back to our table. So, all. yeah, like all night, that's what he was doing. And you flipped over the thing at one point, and you were like, "Man, I need a break. I got to finish this stuff before he brings anything else." And so it's on red and the dude still comes and he's like, you want to, yeah, he totally disregarded the, the only means of communication that you're supposed to have with the, the staff or whatever. You want to know how somebody hates their job is when they don't pay attention to the actual details on how the actual business is even ran. That's when you know that somebody, their job and doesn't want to be there. And I feel like, he even noticed he like slowed down a, a couple times. Like he didn't know if he should actually come over to our table because the red indicator was up and um, he did anyway. And he, he would be like, do you want this? And 
most of the time I was like, yeah, man, whatever, just lay it on me. And then, you know, you guys turned it down, but that was gripe number one. I felt, I found that to be very awkward because honestly, honestly, I felt like I needed to be a third base coach in baseball and literally just jump out of the booth and hold up two hands of like, Whoa, bro, stop. Yeah. Quit, quit coming back, man. We are, we need a break. My wife and me had a comp, uh, uh, compiled a, a plate, a plethora of protein that we, we couldn't even get through. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, and you're over there just hammering it. And I'm like, here, take some of ours. And he just keeps on coming. So here, here's want- the thing though, that, that leads me right into complaint number two. I was hammering it because he only gave you bite-sized nuggets of meat every time, <laughs> every time yeah. he would come to the table. He'd be like, uh, you want this? Um, prime rib I'd be like yeah man hit me and he'd cut a little tiny piece it's like when you have a full steak on your on your plate and you cut off a piece of steak to put in your mouth that's what he was doing to his gigantic steak on a stick he would cut off right. a piece just big enough to fit in your mouth and put it on your plate and then he, he was gone and I'm like that's it that's all you're giving me that's a that's yeah. tease. So I was I was just throwing him back like it was nothing at all. And you guys got backed up because you had the salad bar stuff still on your plate. So you're messing with that, and then you're trying to nibble on what he would bring. And it was it was I don't know. It was pretty. It was dumb. Disaster. Yeah, it was a complete disaster. Honestly, from start to finish. Like if I'm paying. Uh, however much it was it was like 30 bucks a person i think and oh every bit of it i picked up that tab it was every bit of 30 bucks. i know i felt really guilty as well because it was kind of my doing that we went to this place and not to mention it was outrageously expensive for the experience but it just it wasn't that good but and, if, if we're paying that much money to eat there I want a little more than a bite of steak. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. So yes, that was, that's gripe number two. And I knew, and I knew you would kind of feel about, feel that way about that. But I went into with the thinking of like, we're, we've, we've, we've gone into this thing together. And literally that's just, I had the team mindset all in my mind. As soon as we were going to walk through that door, that this was either going to be, we were either going to be really, really surprised or we were going to go down in flames. And I felt like uh, my feet were already starting to burn when we were walking up to the door. <laughs> so I was like, we're already in, we're all invested. So let's get it. Yeah. And what we did, but yeah, dude, like, let's just get into it because I can't, if, if you don't got any more like details than that, like I can't, I can't do any more on this place. Like uh, the only thing, only other things I have to say um, were, you know, his personality is not conducive to uh, to the service industry. No. I couldn't understand what he was saying. Not at all. He didn't convey to you that you needed to use the tongs at certain times. And so then we're, no. we're like scrambling for the tongs and it's very awkward. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. There was something else as well. Oh, he oh. No attention to the little the little device that lets you know if you want meat or not. Yeah, we even made a joke at one point. Like the dude is is coming for us intentionally, trying to <laughs> like sabotage us. Like it was rapid fire. He would come, Just, go, come, go, come, go, come, come, go, come, go, and uh, 
uh, my last major gripe about the food. Um, some of it was tasty. I'm not going to say that it wasn't, but most of the food that he gave us was so, so incredibly salty. Yes. My gosh. It was like taking a bite out of uh, cured meat that had been in the, uh, the drying locker for like two months. Yeah, it's like it had been in barrels of salt just preserving. Oh my gosh. It, I was so thirsty when we left. But so, so how many times did you wake up in the night just gasping for water? <laughs> water would be nice. Yeah, it, like that like that SpongeBob episode where he, where he it do, he doesn't have any more water or something like yeah. that. He goes to Andy's for the first time. I don't and, need it. I don't, don't need, need it. Yeah, it was it was pretty reminiscent of that. Um, uh, I I think I think I uh, woke up only one time and I was I was a little bit parched, but uh, there was one point in the evening when we were there that you said something about the meat sweats, mm-hmm. and it was like that was the trigger. You said that, and my feet started to sweat. And like, I could feel my temples starting to glisten. It, it was, it was a lot of meat for one, and it, it wasn't good either. So, well, that you also did the, uh, even though it wasn't the wrong move, it was a rookie move that you didn't go to the salad bar at all to even change it up. You were just eating straight meat. It was like you were on a carnivore diet. Yeah, and well, you know what? I feel like the dude came with the first meat offering while you guys were at the the salad bar. I might be wrong about that, but. That's I don't possible. Know. Anything's possible in that. So let's just get into it, man. I gotta, I gotta get this over with. I cannot, <laughs> I can't even stomach to even talk about it anymore. Like, yeah, the hot dog sucked. The shrimp not, sucked. Sucked. Your ribs and sucked. The ribs were awful. The meat was subpar at best. If even, even like, it's just awful. Oh, so let's, and there was a hooker, and she kept yes. eyeballing me, and it was very strange. Very strange, and she was in the midst of a birthday party for like a seven-year-old she had hooker boots on it, man some dude invited this hooker to come <laughs> to his seven-year-old nephew's birthday party at this brazilian steakhouse uh, and i knew the the moment that i knew she was a hooker see i i was suspecting as much but the moment i knew was when they all stood up to sing happy birthday and she stood back in the corner away from everyone like i've been to a lot of birthday parties if you're with somebody you're gonna like put your arm around them sing happy birthday to the other person and you're part of the experience she removed herself from that intimate birthday scene because she knew that that little boy was like who are you yeah she was not welcome at that birthday party yeah definitely definitely a hooker and Ryan and Taylor had their backs to her, kind of, and I was facing her. And I'm not even joking. We were the only table in her line of vision. And I think she kept looking at me because she could tell that I was thinking, that's a hooker. <laughs> so it just, it, it all adds up, man. It all adds up. So. <laughs> Just hit, just hit me with it, dude. What do you got? What do you got for what do you got for a number here? Four point so, seven. Four point seven. 
Huh. Well, here's the only here's the one good thing about my meal that night is that I actually got a decent cold glass of beer. I think it was like Sweetwater or something. I can't remember what brewing company it was. And it was cheap, I think. Wasn't it like a two fifty? Yeah, it was some sort of lager, like local beer and it or not local, but it was like some sort of like draft import or whatever, but it wasn't bad. And literally that was the best that was the best part of my meal. So I'm literally go, I'm 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 firm and I'm set at a one point seven. Oh man, that's I'm cool. not I'm never ever will I mention those three words together. Rio de Grill will never come out of my mouth again. Man, that's savage. savage. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Straight. I might. I might. I might uh, edit my score just a tad. Only. Only because you have the experience of of going to places like this that just blow this joint out of the water. So you know. The high end of it and the low end of it. Yeah, I've been to the flagship. <clears throat> this being my first time there, um, it's like I said, some of the meat was pretty tasty. I definitely had my favorites and my least favorites. Um, but I would also feel like I was a little too critical when I agreed with you wholeheartedly about the decor. Yeah, some, like some of it wasn't bad. I appreciated the vibe they were going for, which was like some kind of neo modern lights. I, I don't, I don't know. The bar area was kind of well done, but you guys had your back to that. It wasn't the best I'd ever seen, but um, I'm not gonna fail them for the decor. I'm gonna give them like a D, D All right. minus maybe. Hey man, um, I'm with you. I'm fair. I'm fair and blunt and to the point here. Yeah. It it goes uh, all it goes all together with my food experiences for the week because you got to remember Monday was Sutai, then I followed it up with Rio de Grill, so that all plays a factor. Let's all keep it in context. Oh yeah, man, you were already pretty salty. I literally picked up tab twice that week on meals that I will never do again. Like <laughs> my hard money, my wife's hard-earned money, and my my daughter's piggy bank will never step foot in those establishments. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I'm firm. Like I'm in the ones on both restaurants just because like it's literally there's well, this, had horrible service at Sutai with subpar food. And then here I had horrible service with really, really bad food. So never again, like I, I will never get, I will never go down those roads again. Like they lost a customer in me and I, I'm assuming they lost a customer in you and I'll never. And if we ever talk about this experience again, we'll laugh about it. It'll be something that we'll always share, but at the same time, like I will never recommend those restaurants to anyone ever. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see myself ever going back to the grill, Rio de Grill. Um, the only reason I didn't rate them as low as you did um, was one. I was thinking we mentioned that we got there kind of late in the evening. They have factored in, maybe yeah. not. Um, yeah. It did. It definitely did. You're right. And then that guy, like, oh, it's he awful. wasn't. He awful. wasn't the only one going around slashing meat out to people. There were there were like another two guys maybe that I saw. So I don't know if we just got stuck with the worst dude to do it, or if they're all bad at it. Right. But. uh but that combined with the 
go for what? Go ahead. That, that, my thing is, dude, like, here's the thing. That's our experience. That's what we got. That's who it was. And look, man, if you're having a bad day, go outside and smoke a cigarette and come back into work and with a smile on your face. Like, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, I could give a pass on that. Like, hey, man, we all go through some stuff. If you're having a bad moment, check out for a minute. Let somebody else do it. If you really, it could have it could have been any one of our listeners, but it was us, and we're passing the info along. Right. So just, yeah, like I'm all of this. I'm not telling our our listeners not to go to Fogo de, or uh, Rio de Grill. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that at all. What I'm telling you is is that I'm not going back, and I wouldn't recommend for you to go. But if you want to go, go check it out. Have your own experience. By all means, I am a no one in this game. I'm a nobody. I I'm just giving you my opinion. That's what I tasted. That's what my experience was. If you want to check it out for yourself, go. But I can tell you this. I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. You uh, you caught me a little too off guard with the, with you know, rate it now. And I, I was nervous. <laughs> I got nervous. It's so, okay. No, stick by, stick by your rating. That's, that's, our, that's actually our, our second rating of how we're doing the new rating system. So I'm fine. No, 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 wait. No, I've, I've, I'm thinking about it. I don't want to give them a 4.7. Okay. Okay. I want to give them, I want to give them a 3.7. There you go. 3.7. All right. Let's stick with that. I'm, I'm following it up with a 1.9. You're a 3.7. Let's move off this topic. Let's get into a couple more things and then we'll get out of here. I, uh, where are we going next? Hmm. Well, neither one of us have been to Gonzo Burger yet. We have not, and that's definitely on the list of places to get to. Yeah, we could we could do Gonzo Burger. Um, it seems like their hours are pretty accommodating, so that shouldn't be an issue, right? Um, yeah, I think I think that's a good next step. Okay, it's a brand new brand new joint on the west side of Charleston. I'm a hundred uh, agreement with that. Here's what I would also offer to you: since we went to, I think what we, I think a nice. Um, uh, algorithm or a nice uh equation that we could probably follow is maybe doing one that we've never done and then one that we've done so kind of ah. offset each other and i like it that we've been so what i would recommend uh, along with gonzo burger that's definitely in the this this coming month obviously um i would say either um, just a different style of food that we normally don't do like an ie like maybe a family style like deals or I was rec- I was thinking of because I haven't been to deals in a while and I love deals, uh, but a uh, little spoiler alert there. But like I, I was, uh, dude, I'm telling you, my wife's birthday was Wednesday, and I hear. Uh, let me go out on a limb and say this right now, for anybody that does not know, and, and this is a spoiler as well for the review. If we we get to it, Chow Thai is the best restaurant in Charleston right now, and it's not even close. That's just my two cents. That's just how I feel. Literally, that place has my heart, and it tugs on the strings all the time. Every every time I eat there, it is so good. Yeah, I've only had it the one time, but I was very impressed. It literally, uh, there is not a restaurant that even comes close, in my opinion, to Chow Thai. That that's I, yeah. I love how it's like a little bit secluded off yep. of the, the main drag. You you would never know to look there for a restaurant ever, ever. And literally the woman that owns it and runs it with her husband and the people in the back. And it's got like two or three tables. It's quaint. It's small. 
And I'm, I, I don't know where they get their ingredients from. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't care. Like there was an interest, like I, w- we're going to get into this down the road where we're going to talk about this show called ugly delicious with David Chang. That's on Netflix now. And he brings up a very interesting point about Italian food and, and everyone talking about authenticity and how it's so overrated. Let me be the first one to tell you, I don't know what chow Thai is. If it's authentic Thai, I want Thai food all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, like, there's something about Thai food that I fell in love with. I just love it. I, I, I can't get enough of it. Every dish I've had that's Thai, I'm just like, man, just keep bringing it out. It, like, your love for ramen and all things of that nature, like, it's me. It's that from it's me with Thai food. Like, I just love Thai food. Pad Thai, Suko Thai, anything. It, it is good. It, it's so good. It's it's just so flavorful. And I, if it's not authentic Thai, I don't care. I don't care what it is. I just know it's good. And that's yeah. David Chang's point on ugly delicious when you get into it is that literally I don't care. I don't care about authenticity. Is the food good? And if this is authentic tie, then great. If it's not, I don't care. I, I really don't. It's that woman and her people that work for her are making it with love. And if you're in the area and you haven't had child tie, I don't care if you like Thai food or not, you owe it to yourself to try it. Yeah. They're doing something special back there in the kitchen. And you know what? I knew right when we walked in to get the food that it was going to be love at first bite because on their little chalkboard next to the register, they had like a little uh, star rating system on, on how hot you can order your food. Yeah. So you can get like one star hot, two star hot, three star, you know, whatever, so on and so forth. And underneath it, it said, just let us know, uh, how hard we can light you up. Yeah. And I wanted so bad just look at her and be like, just mess me up. <laughs> just, just just hit me with your best shot, lady. Right. Hit me with your best shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that place that place has potential to be one of the best kept secrets food wise in in the charleston area see i don't i don't even think i don't think it can last that like i will i will shout on the top of the rooftops of my house chow tie chow tie i I will get sirens i will get whistles i'll get it all i just say go to chow tie yeah yeah we can keep them in business i'd i'd be happy to go anytime all right so then let's 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 narrow it down to those three we'll talk about it in text probably uh early next week i know you got a lot going on but Maybe oh yeah, yeah. Now I, I will be out of town Thursday. It got it got moved to Thursday. The appointment that I was telling you about. So oh okay. Um, yeah, a, a week from yesterday, I will be in Columbus. Do you want to so, let you want to let the general public know that what's going on with you? Get yeah, it. sure, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, go go for it. Well, I'm 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 in the middle of. Uh, a tumultuous decision to be made, I guess. Uh, for everyone that does not know, I recently was accepted into medical school and um, I've decided really just within the last week because the opportunity presented itself and I just, I don't know, I just kind of ran with it. Um, to apply for uh, the health, hang on, I can't, I, I can't remember what it's called, health professions or professional scholarship program. 
through the military. Um, the person that I spoke with is in the Navy. So I already pretty much have 90% of my application into her office and I have to go Thursday. I'm, I guess I'll have to be there Wednesday night. She put me up in an embassy suites, which is kind of funny because I was like, they're, man, they're going to put me in like a motel six, <laughs> or like the Jolly Jumper roadside in or some stupid crap like that. But no, I, I was pleased it's an embassy suites. And then I have a physical very, very, very early on Thursday morning. Um, but for everyone that knows me that is listening to this, don't, you know, freak out just yet. It's, I haven't committed to anything. I don't even know if they'll offer me the scholarship. I'm only applying for it, but to apply, you have to do all of this, um, hoop jumping, I guess you could call it. Uh, so maybe one day I'll be uh, a Navy doctor, maybe not, but, um, I don't know. The, the one cool thing to me, you know, I, I've been going back and forth in my mind over this. It's keeping me up at night. Like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? And then other times I'm like, Oh, it's going to be so sweet and be on a boat somewhere. Um, if I, if I got to be like a flight surgeon or do a residency in aerospace medicine, that would be, that would be uh, quite legit, but who knows? Who knows, man? Yeah, it sounds like uh, you got a lot on your plate there, but I think you'll it'll all work out in the end for sure. You'll definitely. We'll see. Now, I think I think that uh, she was trying to get my application in by the end of this month because they're having a committee meeting in April where they look at all of the applications and decide who whose is favorable and whose is not, and then I guess after that they either offer it to you or not. I'm also supposed to meet or I guess get interviewed by like three Navy physicians, but I don't know when that is. I guess I'll set that up next Thursday, but better eat your broccoli, man. Yeah. And you know what? They, they, they sent me an email telling me what to expect. And, uh, I'm glad they did because I would have failed immediately. You're not allowed to wear boxers to your physical. Otherwise, you get sent home, like, on the spot. And I don't know why. <laughs> That's my uh, preferred underwear is boxers. So mm-hmm. it said, like, if you're a female and you don't wear a bra to your physical, you get sent home immediately. Why? I don't know. I assumed I was going to be wearing my birthday suit while they're, you know, doing the business on me. But I guess not. So... Mm. yeah that's that's weird i don't i don't know why that would be that such a way but enjoy those whitey tidies man i you know what i'm gonna go for boxer briefs i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a go so <laughs> look for that in the in one of the upcoming episodes of fork buddies i'm gonna review boxer briefs for you <laughs> so yeah there's one current event going on um i guess the other bit of exciting news in the world is that I'm adding a new member to my family in in eight months. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is exciting. I mean, I, in my opinion, that outweighs uh, my my current news. That's that's incredible. Congratulations to both of you guys, your whole family. 
I know mm-hmm. Everly has to be excited. Oh yeah, she's dying to be a big sister, so definitely appreciate that and hope it uh, all goes uh, smoothly and the baby's healthy and that's really all that matters. You know, obviously we all have our preferences in life, but I'm looking forward to just being a a newborn father again and and going down that road and enjoying the process. And here's I'll- a here's a crazy question: Do you ever forget that your wife is currently pregnant? Uh, so this is, so, um, I, I feel like we say it a lot, but <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to preface without starting out and saying, but I always, we always start out every like little mini story with like, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to say that again, but what I'm going to say is, is that, uh, when my wife and I first met and, uh, we first had Everly, uh, we actually weren't living together and weren't married and weren't, wasn't married. Um, kind of taboo. I know for most, uh, in the Christian community, but like we did it, we did it a little bit backwards and she actually just reminded me uh, a couple weeks ago when I was just wondering like why she was so tired and stuff. And she was having morning sickness a lot. And I was like, I don't remember any of this stage. And she's like, you know why you don't remember any of that? I was like, no, she's like, cause I wasn't living with you. And I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> so yeah, there actually are times where I look at her and I'm like, I don't see her as being pregnant. I'm like, Oh my gosh, she really is. And then she reminds me by saying like, Hey, do you want to know what the size of our child is? And I was like, what? She's like, it's the size of a main blueberry right now. And I'm like, Holy crap. <laughs> it's, it's just deep. As you're eating blueberries. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually started my day off this morning with some yogurt and blueberries. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's, it's different, man, because like, this is really like, even though it's not our first go around with being, with pregnancy, it's, it actually kind of feels like it is because we're living together now and, you know, Ev's four and it's like, I don't remember a lot of the stuff that we went through with Ev because it's just so long ago, feels like. Yeah. So yeah, really cool, man. You know, kind of going back through the process, again. not for her right now, cause she's like super sick and. Uh, really tired all the time. And so the first trimester is like really, really tough on them. Oh man. Hormone changes like crazy. You know that, you know, we've joked about it, but it really hasn't been that bad. You know, we just kind of keep it all relative and kind of keep it, you know, lighthearted and joke. And sometimes I feel like I get on our nerves a little too much, but it's, it's fun, man. Like for anyone that's ever going to go through it or ever been through it, they know, like, it's just one of those things you got to cherish because you don't get to do it all the time. You know what I mean? You only get a couple kids in this lifetime. I feel like, like not too many people are out there popping out like 13, 14 kids. So like, definitely if you're only going to do two or three or whatever, definitely enjoy the rides. Yes. They grow up so fast. Like it is like those old cliches are actually do really ring true, man. Like they grow up so fast. Like it was just like, I can remember where, where I was when Taylor told me that she was pregnant with Ev. And now we're getting ready for like preschool slash kindergarten at like public school. So it's like, man, like it, it does, it goes, it, life really does come at you fast. Yeah. That is crazy. I, I remember that as well. I actually called off work that day that Everly was born. Yeah. So yeah. I could, I'd come to the hospital. Yeah. It's, it, I feel like something weird happened. Like I was the first one there and I was back in some room watching TV. Yeah, you were in the you were in that smaller waiting room. 
Uh, Everybody was trying to get in and they couldn't because you're only allowed to have like two people back at a time and no one could find me. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get a hold of you and I had to walk out there and get you. Yeah. That was funny. We spent like, I spent like 17, 16 hours straight on my feet, like not sleeping, whatever, like just was right by her side the whole time. And you were there, you were there mad early because she went into labor. I feel like it, like she, she was about to start going into labor like three in the morning. Yeah, dude. I was there, man. I was doing my uh, my duties. I was moving your car. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild, dude. It was wild. But, yeah, that's the that's the other bit of exciting news for me. And then uh, today was a little bit weird because we had a homeless man wander into our garage and ransack the place and take stuff. So That bastard. Definitely got to – we're going to have to batten down the hatches uh, up here in, in – uh, up here on the hill and overlooking 22nd street. Yeah. And, uh, there's definitely something going on too, because that same dude, I'm pretty sure was, was stalking around outside of my house early this morning. Um, yeah. my girlfriend, she left to go to work this morning at about 5 AM. And, uh, he said that there was someone in the alley next to our house looked right at her, even like moved towards her a little bit, but she drove away pretty quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I told my mom and everything about how, you know, that happened with you up there. It's, that's just yeah, so it's, bizarre. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's bizarre. Cause it's not like we're dealing with like some mastermind thief. It was just a guy that was sort of probably mentally ill and he moved some things around. I, I, I equate it to like, I feel like, his eyes must have lit up when he walked into that garage and seen that it was unlocked and then started looking around on the walls and was like, I'm in Candyland, dude. Like, I don't even know what to do. So he just started gathering stuff up, putting it on the ground, like whatever he could fit in boxes and bags. And I don't know what he actually made off with. We're still trying to figure that out. But like, yeah, he he definitely wasn't of mind of the, of the right mindset because he wasn't he didn't have the thief mindset. He was literally just out of it so um we're gonna we're gonna look into some security measures and tighten it down a little bit and we'll go from there but we'll be all right you know it's just stuff at the end of the day yeah so but i I actually pole vaulted my thinking into like i've been playing with the idea um of following suit like how you and don did before uh my mother-in-law moved where you guys went to those like council meetings in dunbar to try to figure out what's going on and that kind of just pole vaulted me into like just stepping in and seeing what everybody's talking about because we're we're also not only dealing with homeless a homeless situation we're also dealing with 2.4 2.6 acres for sale um, with the old Risa building right beside of us the old uh, Canal County Schools whatever it is I don't know who owns it but they've privatized the land now so there's actually a group of people that's selling that property so we're trying to figure out like is it going to be low income housing or is it going to be a church or what, whatever it's going to be like, I would like to know before it, you know, comes in so we can take the necessary steps to like securing our, our spot on the land. Cause we've never had any neighbors to our, our left. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of actually pushing me in a direction. Like I need to get in, I need to get, I need to get right with my community and what's going on around here. Cause I just kind of see Dunbar just kind of falling by the wayside if I can do anything about it and act some change, I definitely owe it to well, do that. I'll tell you what, uh, 
Dawn got stuff done. Yeah. She went to those meetings and made her presence known. I feel like somebody even said they were afraid of her or I don't, I don't remember, but um, I, I had the idea when this was going on to go around and take pictures of all the crap parts of Dunbar, just like things that you don't see in other places, such as a home totally engulfed in weeds, like coming out of the windows. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed before, but like when you go over to Kroger and you, you're, you turn left um, off the main road and then you're passing McDonald's right there. Yeah. Like the, the road and the curb, they try to paint the curb, but it's so chipped and like cratered away. It's just unsightly. I know it doesn't sound like that's a big deal, but if you, if you actually pay attention to it and look at it, you're like, man, they really can't even keep this up. There's like power lines that are touching the ground in some places I've noticed. So like, there's a lot of work needs to be done. Yeah. There's just, I just want to know, Yeah, I, I guess I'm not going to complain. Um, even though my mother-in-law is notorious for like being able to cuss you out with a smile and you not know she's actually mad at you or you definitely do know that she's mad at you. <laughs> so like she has that sort of personality where I probably don't, I just want to go, I just want to hear and know what's going on. You know, because there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this big piece of land beside me. And then even with the Little League field, like there's a lot of uncertainty there because the county owns it. But at the same time, down down 25 and in Institute, they're building that multi-million dollar facility with fields and everything else. So Dunbar Little League might go that way. You know? Yeah, so that would be nice because what they have right now is an embarrassment. Right. And you know, they're obviously making improvements to try to bring people to the surrounding area. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that, but I just want to know what's going on, you know? And I think your picture idea is a good idea. And I think just being a presence is a good idea because no one knows what's going on unless you're actually telling them what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, if they're secluded away down at the river, they're not going to want to know what's going on in 22nd street in Dunbar. And, yeah, and that's that's what I feel like I should be able to do is like, hey, this is what's happening, and I just like to know what you guys are going to do about it. And whether I disagree or agree, it doesn't really matter. I just, you know, being informed is is what you need to be like in this in this time. You need to be informed. If you want to argue, that's that's fine, but that's not actually getting to the root of the problem. Like, we need solutions, not argue, not more arguments, and not more ill will towards people. I just want to know, you know. I just want to enact some change or just kind of figure stuff out. But gosh, you should run for city council. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I definitely want to be involved. So yeah, that's pretty much what's going on uh, current event wise. Um, I think we can pretty much wrap it up from there. Um, we'll definitely come back at them. Probably try to do a, maybe a review next weekend. Um, and then the other thing I think I'm really excited about at the very moment and we'll end it with this is that, I'm in, I'm in cahoots trying to figure out like what sort of technical equipment we need to maybe um, try to like set up a sort of a home podcast base up here. So I'm definitely working on that, try to get a few mics and then we can do it like stationary face to face. So that'll be nice. Yeah. That'll really Fork buddies moving up in the world. Yeah. We're trying to upgrade a little bit. I um, <laughs> Kudos to my wife. She actually uh, put our new office desk together for me. So like, <laughs> I, I got super overwhelmed by it. And she just walks in and just starts going to town, hammering stuff together. I'm like, huh, that's pretty interesting. 
but your pregnant wife yeah literally came in and- <laughs> superwoman man she's out she's out of this world so like she she hammers it all together and i'm actually in the office right now so it's a nice little vibe in here and i think we do well you know sitting here podcasting so definitely awesome. definitely want to pull that together by probably this this weekend i'll probably get some stuff ordered maybe maybe the next podcast will be done face to face which i think is a key component to this anyways yeah so i agree that'd be awesome yeah man uh you know basically rounding it out that's pretty much it um rio de grill i say your name this is the last time unless i'm we're joking about it later on um in future podcasts you're at a 1.9 and you're not coming up from that like that's literally it it's 1.9 3.7 there it is all right man until next time all right guys choo 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 grab your ticket pork buddy's leaving station fork on fork out